This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323read. You can subscribe for as little as $2. $2! That's patreon.com slash 323read, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 323-R-E-I-D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. I'm your host, Reed Murphy. And you know what? Get this music out of here. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Because this weekend was insane, wasn't it, Scott Elia? Uh, insane is putting it lightly. Just lightly. <laughs> I think I feel more hungover today than I have at any Monday that we've talked about for the whole season. Exactly. This is the this is when we call it the Sunday hangover, the Monday hangover. This is exactly what we mean, isn't it, Jeff Brom? Well, let me answer, let me answer that question by asking you two questions. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Nothing gets more jazzed up than Vin Diesel with the smooth, velvety notes. Who would have thought that Vin Diesel doing a sister act gospel music would be the ultimate turn up for a post-playoff football weekend? Well, hey, if anything, once the Fast franchise is finally over, I guess they can finally do a reboot since all of Hollywood's doing that. You're going to have to get Travis Byram on for this one. But what if they do a reboot of Sister Act and call it Family Act, and they just bring back the whole cast from Fast and Furious and just make a, a reboot for it? Oh, my God. So, wait, is it going to be a reboot of Fast and Furious or a reboot of Sister Act? No, <laughs> it's going to be a culmination of both. So it's going to be a re- it's going to be a, a soft reboot for both. But what's going to happen is Vin Diesel is going to be the repla- the replacement for Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh. And then he, they're going <laughs> they're gonna to he's going to like be on a hideaway <laughs> from like some not like an actual like church with like nuns and habits and stuff. But it's going to be some sort of like religious cult with all the other people so you can work everyone else in there oh my god i'm in love with this idea yeah we need travis on so we can start writing this <laughs> Ooh, and then he can use this line i remember everything about my father and he's talking about the priest the yes i love it uh scott it was a weekend this is the three two three by the way the Sunday hangover. Oh. This everything. This is what you, this is? You know what you're listening to. <laughs> Damn hangover from this weekend. I was actually like, I felt sick last night. I had to take a heavy dose of melatonin to just get myself to sleep after that Bills Chiefs game. Oh, absolutely. The entire weekend was just nuts. There is so much to talk about. 
and I don't know where to start. I'm looking at the list of discussion. It's a whole wheel of discussion. You've got a lot. There's everything. Bills, Chiefs, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback carousel. Kristen Stewart has a gay ghost hunting reality show coming. Excuse me? Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it's ghost the ghost hunters are gay or if she's hunting gay ghosts. Or if she's gay for ghosts. Ooh. I didn't even think about that. Dollar Listen, Tree. It's 2022. There's kinks for everything nowadays, man. Dollar Tree is now a dollar twenty-five. We're not talking about that. I'm very upset. <laughs> but I guess the responsible thing to do. Oh, we're also the show, by the way, little mini announcement. The show is going remote and on the road for an episode to Katsukon. But that's oh, just I was going to say, where are you going on vacation now? Just a little brief announcement. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going on vacation. Okay. The show is cosplaying before or after the Super Bowl. That's that's all we can do oh, post-football. no. <laughs> but speaking of football, this was the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Last week was the super wild card, as the NFL has dubbed it now. I think this was super. This was more super than the super wild card. Wild, I think wild card this, is like JV football. I think at this point, whatever the Super Bowl is going to be is going to hold a candle to anything that happened over this weekend. That's what I'm. That's what I was thinking. But you know what? I'm looking forward to it more than ever because just about every primetime game this year has been excellent. The right the quality of the league has just been sky high this year. And this weekend was just absolute proof of that. Once you get the, you know, the little rattier Philadelphia Eagles kind of teams out of there. Trash team. Trash. Trash. I think a lot of it has to do with the parody in the league now. I think you're still going to have like the bottom five always being there. Lions, Jags, Texans right now, things like that. But I think the, the gap is so little now. You're seeing it with like with the Bengals. Nobody would have thought the Bengals were going to be doing what they're doing. No, I thought Zach Taylor was going to be fired at the end of the season. <laughs> I think that was my prediction during their uh, pre NFL season preview. No, everything is, as you said, parody is crazy. They're getting everything they want out of that in the NFL, and that comes in the proof. I think they said with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing. Sorry about that. It's okay. I've gotten over it. It's the 17th consecutive season where there will not be a repeat Super Bowl champion. Right. Absolutely insane. After all the dynasty dominance throughout the 90s and 80s and 70s, you had something every year. And I guess we did have that with the Patriots, but not having consecutive winners. Right. It's nice. I like it. Yeah, I was about to say, I actually enjoy it this way. I think... As a fan of football in general, it's good because it's kind of giving everyone that notion that my team always has a shot versus going to like, oh, here we go again. Patriots just reloading. They're going to go to the Super Bowl again. Or, you know, the Cowboys of the 90s, or the Steelers of the 80s. It's just I think it's that possibility of having a team repeat just once. It's going to be harder than ever, like you said, because of the parity in the league at this point. Exactly. And people... I don't I don't think many people understand or get just how hard it is to reach a Super Bowl in right. the NFL. Just looking at a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who could be considered there's an argument for him to be like a top five all time quarterback. 
right. in the NFL. He's won one Super Bowl. Right. You look, Peyton Manning, it took him forever to get a second Super Bowl. Drew Brees never got another Super Bowl. Dan Marino never right. won one. Exactly. In the first place, it makes me, as much as I hate him, this weekend made me respect Tom Brady a little more. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that coming from you. I know, after all the shit that we've given him. Speaking of that, uh, everybody, he's been a fan favorite. John McCann, the Philly captain, he wanted to be on tonight, but he was not able to actually watch football over the weekend. So he excused himself. He was doing probably in the drunk tank somewhere with all the rest of the Philly trash. He actually said he was doing lacrosse coverage, the Philly wings. Uh huh. Yeah. But I, you know, if, you know, you know, Eagles are out, get out of here. But he did want to submit his only piece of commentary that he thinks is needed from him and really for the football weekend. But we hate Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. That's it. <laughs> Just fuck Tom Brady. And it's true. He was fucked. He was out. But before we get to that, it would be irresponsible of us to not start with Chiefs Bills, which only in my notes, I have it right here. The top thing next to Chiefs Bills just says, holy shit. <laughs> what an insane game. An insane that was game. crazy. Maybe one of the best football games of all time. We'll get to that later. That exact kind of ranking. But holy shit. Poor Josh Allen. Poor Josh Allen. The Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime. What was it? 42 to 36? 40, yeah, 42 36. Yeah. 42 36. Bills never even got a chance. It was insane the fact that it even went to overtime. Bills take a late fourth quarter lead. It's exciting. Everybody's losing it. My mom is in the living room crying. She's cussing out Josh <laughs> Allen. She had just been talking shit, calling him overrated and not really that good. Just minutes ahead, I said, Watch out. You gave him one minute. Josh Allen went down there and did it. Unfortunately, you can't apparently even leave Patrick Mahomes with 13 seconds because he drove that shit just precision laser-like. That was insane to drive it down into field goal range and tie that game up. Sent it to overtime, do the coin toss. Unfortunately, winner of the coin toss, winner of the game. Patrick Mahomes just drove it down the field, never even stood a chance. Josh Allen never even touched the ball. Leading up to that, just notes on it. Gabriel Davis, second-year wide receiver for the Bills. Absolute demon last night. See, I was just about to tell you, I feel terrible for Josh Allen, but I feel terrible for Gabriel Davis because he went off this postseason. Oh, my God. Um, I think when I last looked at it, for the postseason this year, uh, 10 receptions on 13 targets, 242 yards, five total touchdowns. Do you want to know what he did for the whole regular season this year? Tell me. 35 catches on 63, so about 50% pass or catching rating. 549 yards, which is only about double what he put up for the postseason in two games. Um, and then six touchdowns all, all season long. See? And I knew this because I made the mistake of drafting him at the start of our draft, thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to have the breakout this year. This year's the breakout. John Brown's gone. He's going to break out. Didn't do mm-hmm. shit. So then I'm watching yesterday. I'm like, where the hell was this? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I think I actually picked him up in a couple fantasy leagues and I was having that same kind of conundrum internally with me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like he was supposed to be going off this year. Nothing's happening. Right. And just that game in general, you have, I mean, everybody was looking forward to it in the first place, but then for those two quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to just go at each other, just trading jabs, like a heavyweight fight becoming the new Brady Manning rivalry in the NFL. You know that just had Roger Goodell just he was almost he had to be like post coital, just laying oh, in bed next to like a sack of money, smoking absolutely. a cigarette. No, this is what what the NFL is getting out of this matchup because if you remember last year, same thing happened. Kansas City beat Buffalo in the championship game mm-hmm. to get into the get into the Super Bowl. Um, I think this dynamic between Allen and Mahomes is is what he was hoping was going to happen with at, with uh, Mahomes and Jackson. Uh, Lamar and and, yeah. and uh, Baltimore, and but we already know what's going on in Baltimore right now. I don't think they know what's going on there, no. to be perfectly honest. But mm, that's a whole but conversation, yeah, yeah. Right, that's a whole other topic for another show. But I'm sure if Goodell could have his way to making that matchup be the Super Bowl matchup, he would do it every single season. Oh yeah, yeah. He would think about just mixing up the conferences in general yeah. just to make sure that <laughs> they can purpose. get in there. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna get rid of conferences. Should we be on the lookout in the next month or two as far as kind of a, a realignment of the district of the districts of the NFL? He's gonna make sure damn well that he's gonna get Josh Allen on the other side and that's <laughs> don't know how it's gonna happen. Somehow one of them's gonna become a cowboy. Oh god. But just watching watching those two and the power, just unstoppable power between the two of them. First off, you have to feel for Raiders fans. They've been through a lot through this season and then i was watching their fan base on reddit watch that game right and all of them just saying damn it's probably a good thing that we lost last week (laughs) it would have been embarrassing to go up against either one of those teams they would have just wiped the floor and i'm watching that as a washington fan who has been trying to justify taylor heineke all season Say right. we can win with them. It'll be just fine. If we were in that game, I don't care how good our defense is. If we were in that game and had to be in a shootout, we aren't in the same universe as either of those teams and their quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. My biggest thing about that is, especially in the last couple of seasons with the Chiefs, I mean, their defense this year has been considerably better than years past. But the thing that makes it the rubbing the salt in the wound for the bills is that they had the number one team defense in all of football this year. Right. What the hell happened? And you know, what was, you know, what was absolutely hilarious this morning? Everybody was shitting on Leslie Frazier, the <laughs> defensive coordinator for the bills. Right. And bills head coach, Sean McDermott. He's a defensive minded head coach. Yeah. It's supposed to be his defense. And he jumped right in there this morning and said, Hey, you know, I'm the head coach. I don't want to take credit for everybody. Leslie Frazier runs this defense. Oh, I no. just want to give him credit where credit is due. Oh, no. he just threw him under the bus. Just threw him under the bus in the nicest way, the nicest tone. Wow. Well, you got to think of it. So, so I never want. So you're always going to have bad games. You're never going to be perfect every single time. You're going to have those days, especially right. going up Mahomes and Andy Reid and that offense. Yeah. It's just a perfect storm, but you got to think about those comments being made and all these coaching um, carousel options that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. You already know Leslie Frazier would, any team would love to have him be their, their head coach at this point with what he's been doing in Buffalo. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let me just take a shit on that. You're staying here, bud. Oh, oh. That game just made... It was so fun and so entertaining. And it also made me feel so hopeless as a fan of my team. But something to give us hope. Overtime. Overtime. That was kind of ridiculous, wasn't it? Is Was it just me, or did you find that just as ridiculous that Josh Allen didn't even get to touch the ball? I understand the rules, and I understand right. that they changed it a couple of years because it was even worse before where a field goal would win the game for you. Now right. it's you score a touchdown, it's over. You score a field goal, the other team gets a chance to score a field goal. Why not? And I understand they want to shorten it. It's not going to work the same in the regular season because you can just take the tie in the regular season. Playoff football, you have to have a winner. Right. But why are we still sticking to this rule where Josh Allen is not getting a chance to trade, to at least just try and score along with Mahomes? The same thing happened to Mahomes a couple of years ago to him when he was up against the Patriots in the AFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to bring that one up, too. It's like this is just one of, like, three or four instances in the last couple of years where you've seen this happen. Right. Um, I don't know what kind of change they got to do. Maybe they look into, like, how the NCAA does everything with them or try to do some kind of hybrid. But, no, I agree. There has to be some sort of change. I understand, especially with how everything was going back and forth last night. If it was just trading blows back and forth until somebody makes a stop, yeah, that score could have gone up into, into very high mm-hmm. past you know, fifties at that point. But I think as much as it pains me to say that I wish I, we could have gotten Allen another chance at that point in time, there, there's no moral victories in professional sports. I think no. at that point in time, that's when you have that conversation with your defense saying, look, I know we haven't been playing lights out all game. They put up 40 on us, but we got to make one stop. You are professional athletes. You're supposed to be the best of the best. If you want to win this game, you can't just rely on your offense. You have to rely on the defense to make that one stop they need to make. I I get that completely. I've just thought everybody's been trading ideas and trying to come up with a solution for overtime. And I've just, I've believed, why not just do another quarter for overtime in the playoffs? Regular season, right. you stay as it is. You get to playoffs, if it's going to overtime, it doesn't even have to be a 15-minute quarter. Make it a 10-minute quarter. Right. And roll with that. How would you think on that? No, so that that would actually make some sense. So rather than make it more possession-based, making it more time-based would yeah. you know, solve a lot of those problems. Um, I mean, you can do something as extreme as giving each team the ball for a, a, a two-minute drive. You start them on, like the, their, on their 20, they got to drive 80 yards, they only got two minutes to do it. Whatever happens in that two minutes happens. Whether you get a field goal, you get a touchdown, whatever happens, that's what happens. And you give the ball to the other team. They get a two-minute drive. Whatever happens there happens. I think you keep trading back and forth two-minute drives until a team gets one of those stops. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what comes I mean, out of some, this. I think, I think everybody is in agreement that something has to change, but I don't think there is – I don't think there's currently – I don't think there's ever going to be the perfect situation. It's You just have to play the cards you're dealt. And at this point in time, it's reliant on your de- on your defense showing up. I know everyone's tired. They already played an hour and they're already playing overtime. There's a lot of emotion going in, especially with playoff games, but you're paid millions of dollars to be there. You have to show up. I think Mahomes and Allen were both only sacked twice in that game each. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, yeah. But, I had a bet. So like 
so like the, the offensive lines respectively respectively were doing really well i mean can't say the same for cincinnati i'm sure we'll say that here in a second but i think you you have to do something your defense has to do something especially when they've been performing all year right you understand you i understand that it's Mahomes. out of kansas city right you understand Mahomes is going to put up points on you, but you do have to make a stop, especially this year when he has been prone to an interception every now and then or just right. about every game this season. He's been – he can bleed. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I don't got a solution. Maybe next week I'll have a solution for you. It's so much. We're in a hangover. It's too much time to come up with ideas. We still got a lot of football to go over and to see. Ugh. Speaking of more football – the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, specifically against the San Francisco 49ers. You know what Adrian from Rocky would tell him if she knew that he was going to go play the 49ers in the playoffs? You can't win. He can't win against them. And you all called me crazy last week. I did call you crazy. I was calling everybody crazy. I really did not think the 49ers had a shot to beat them. I told everyone, watch the trap game. It's going to happen. Jimmy G, it's not even Jimmy G. I don't know why we're, I don't know why people are giving Jimmy G credit. Don't, I don't praise Jimmy G, please. I, I don't know why he got. It made me furious to see him doing the post game interview with Aaron Andrews. He, he threw the ball nineteen times. He did nothing. He got sacked four times. Like he did nothing. He did nothing. The guy who blocked the punt should have been there. That's what won the game. Special teams won right against Green Bay in Lambeau, thirteen to ten, without. 49ers offense or defense being able to score a touchdown right Rodgers out again in the divisional round he's out early he did not look happy about it his hair no. looked a mess I think that's still the problem the man <laughs> I think it's the stash you think it's the stash eh. it's something <laughs> it's everything it's everything about him what's next for Rodgers and the Packers Scott this is because um, everybody knew they hyped this up like a last dance. They even put up the picture of Jordan and Pippen. I guess right. he was signaling him and well, I guess it was him and Devonte Adams at first. I thought it was him and Randall Cobb. Right. But this was supposed to be the last dance. This was supposed to be the closing of the window. So what's next for him? Um, To be perfectly frank with you, um, I think everyone's in agreement that he's gone. Um, I don't think he's going to linger around. Um, You already kind of saw the writing on the wall when they went ahead and drafted Jordan Love a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I think with this kind of being the end-all, be-all situation for him, especially coming up with everything with him as far as his contract goes, I just don't think he has it in him. I think he – it's already been reported that he wants to go somewhere he can win right now. I still think if the Packers get get their head out their butt at this point – he could still win in Green Bay. It's right. still a very serviceable team to be on. I just think it's just a ball goes in one or two directions. They actually get a touchdown last night. There, it's a different ball game. But I, he he's not going to go to a rebuilding situation or anything like that. He has to go somewhere where they need to win now. I know we're going to do the quarterback carousel at a later date, but where could yeah. he go that would be better than Green Bay? Because like you said, they're set up to win. You've got a superstar wide receiver in Devontae Adams. You have a star running back. You have two star running backs with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You've got a right. pretty decent O-line. You've got a good coach. You've got a good right. defense and stars along that defense. It's, is the problem the team and the team being ready to win, or is the problem him? 
Well, see, that's where you kind of boil it down to where potential landing spots are going to be and more or less as far as cap space goes for other teams currently. Um, Miami, I believe, has the most cap space right now going into next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't feel that, especially with that Brian Flores firing, that's now off the table as far as a win-now situation. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at it now. So Miami's one. I don't see him going there. Chargers, they have Herbert. Jacksonville, they already got their golden boy. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not going to Jacksonville. Nope. Cincinnati, um, they're number four in cap space. Not going there. Jets, no. That what brings me to the where I could see him landing in Denver. Same situation kind of parallel to Green Bay. Very young, very stout defense. Enough pieces on offense to make a shot where they're only a quarterback away. As much as I love Teddy Bridgewater and what he's doing, as far as his like just him as a personal player, he's not Aaron Rodgers, especially in a weak AFC at this point. Um, yeah, he would have to play the Chiefs twice a year, but even with that and how weak the AFC is in, in general, that would probably be his best landing spot now if he weren't to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, I agree with that because, like you said, I love Teddy. Teddy's an awesome guy, an awesome quarterback, and he's serviceable, but you can get that upgrade, Aaron Rodgers would right. put them over the top and it would save John Elway's career for another six or seven years that he can pony off of that like he did with Peyton Manning. Right, right. Well, and you also have to remember where how Green Bay situation is right now financially. They're negative $38 million right now yes. in cap space. Mm-hmm. They do not have money at this point. So they're going to start you know, raffling off pieces to the highest bidder, trying to get draft capital signing scabs on the free agent wire, some older players and prove it deals and things like that. They're not going to have money just to throw at them to keep them there to make them happy. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because not only with Rogers, but the Packers, the Packers have been this perennial NFC championship contender for as long as I can remember with Rogers being there, even with Mike McCarthy. Now's the very real chance that they're going to not only lose him, but they're going to lose Devontae Adams. They're mm-hmm. probably going to have to cut some other starters like Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. What's the next step for them? We know Jordan Love would be the quarterback successor, but it nothing that he showed this year looks like he's ready. No, they are being forced with a lot of these pieces being up for contract negotiations and how much money they don't have available to use, they're going to be forced to hit the reset button at this point in time. Um, I think they're still going to be okay doing that though, especially in their division with the lions and with the bears and with the Vikings, you know, those three teams, I mean, they can compete with the best one, but it just goes back to the whole parody situation, but there's a lot worse divisions they could be in to where that would drastically affect them. This is all setting up a Dan Campbell Detroit Lions takeover. Oh God, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, I'm rooting for it. Well, see, and the other thing that I bring, and so the other thing I bring up too, especially with Devontae Adams, who's to say if if Rodgers were to walk, if him and Devontae Adams go somewhere as a package deal? Yeah, exactly. Point? Yeah, I could see that happening too. Right. You have possibilities like Pittsburgh, and especially with them more than likely going to let Juju Smith Schuster go, despite what jeremiah fletcher will tell you about <laughs> the fan love everything for juju if you can take Devonte adams over juju smith take him you know what i'm my brain's churning right now as i'm looking at this cap space list Oh, think about in a world where the, the where the vegas 
trades car to Pittsburgh, opening up the quarterback spot. They bring in Aaron Rodgers in a brand new spanking new Las Vegas stadium, all the glitz and glamour there. They need a wide receiver. Henry Ruggs ain't playing mm-hmm. anymore at this point. Nope. So they need, they need someone, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams in Vegas. Dear God, can you imagine how good Hunter Renfro would be with Aaron Rodgers? That would Rogers? open his targets up so much oh. with not only Aaron Rodgers throwing it to him, but having Devontae there as far as his security blanket, feeding him targets. Yes. <laughs> Let, see, okay. Let me tell you how my Madden franchise predicts everything oh, will go. no. If... If we stay the course on where we are right now, because we are very close to what my Madden franchise simulated. And you and I, the audience doesn't know this, but you and I share how we play the Madden video games. Yes. In that we need to play it hyper-realistic. Yes, at least for the first season. Exactly. I spend a lot of time just setting up. And I have the most fun just setting up the franchise. Getting right. everything right, getting the stats right, getting the schedules correct. Yeah. And putting, you know, editing player ratings to make them more like they should be. We're right. Keep everything like it is in reality and then just let shit go crazy when it hits free agency. Now, last year when I was playing, set that all up. We enter the 2021 to 2022 season. Who wins the Super Bowl? The LA Rams over the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. We're gearing there. If we stay on that path, Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. What? For Derek Carr. Derek Carr wow. will take over in Green Bay. Devontae Adams will actually stay in Green Bay. Holy smokes. For a little bit. And then they're going to trade him to the Chargers. I don't know how that happened. But the Chargers Chargers ended up with Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. It was a whole... No, no, Mike Williams ended up in Green Bay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Basically, what I'm getting to is Russell Wilson ended up being traded to the Washington football team. The Washington football team ended up winning the Super Bowl the very next year. Oh. That's where we're headed. Is that that the punchline? That's the punchline. That's where we're headed. (laughs) I will say, so I know... I don't know the exact figure, but I know Washington has, like a top 10 figure as far as cap space goes. So yes. they, you guys still have a lot of capital to throw around. I know a lot of those younger, like the younger core, like McLaurin and Allen and Deron Payne, a lot of those, a lot of those guys are coming up to contracts here soon. You already know they're going to be catching top dollar at this point. We're going to be taking very aggressive, big swings at quarterback. <laughs> and you know who we're going to end up with? Jimmy Garoppolo. We oh, will I guarantee that's who we're going to go with, and it's going to Kirk a, Cousins. It's going to be, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Could you imagine? FedEx Field would be burnt to ash if <laughs> Dan Snyder brought Kirk Cousins back. I have no idea how the fan base would react because would, some people oh. still love him. And then there are some people who hated him <clears throat> from the very moment that he replaced RG3. Right. Like he conspired to make that happen. Right. No. I don't know. We'll, we'll, now, the more we'll, I think about it, and more that you actually gave me confirmation that Madden even gave, got, got Rogers going to Las Vegas, um, that would be a very interesting move. Oh, it would be huge for the franchise as a whole. To, <laughs> to Talk sell about season tickets that Vegas can start oh, selling. My <laughs> God. And especially if they get Jim Harbaugh at head coach, like it's rumored. Oh, no. Oh, Jim Harbaugh and Aaron Rodgers together. 
and Jim Harbaugh and his brother John meet in the Super Bowl again that very that same year. Yeah, we're making this happen. I'm getting on Madden. <laughs> I'll call I'll, I'll call Raj for you. Call hey, him. Hey, call goods. Him call I'll call Mark Davis and we'll get a haircut together. I'll Paul, I'll call Paul Tagliabue for you. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Tagliabue. Oh, that's right. It's our Paul Tagliabue update. He's alive. Still going. Still going strong. <laughs> you know, Meatloaf might not still be here. Betty White not still be here. Tom, uh, <coughs> Bob Saga might not still be here. But Paul Tagliabue, he's still in Maryland somewhere. Dear God, I around. think everybody listening just got concerned for you. I almost died. We heard a cough. I was almost next on that list. <laughs> we heard a cough and a Zoom glitch, and I didn't know what happened. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm still alive. You're still stuck with me. Speaking of somebody we're still stuck with, the 49ers and Jimmy G, they're still hanging Ugh. around. Like Scott predicted, they made the upset again, and now they will be playing the L.A. Rams in L.A. The L.A. Rams have beaten the 49ers six consecutive times since they're in the same division. They know each other very well. Sean McVay knows them really well. Do the 49ers have a real shot next week? And take into account, people, Scott is the one that predicted this, so he knows. <laughs> um, so, my honest opinion with the Niners and the Rams, even though the Rams pulled it out in fashion over the weekend versus Tampa Bay, one thing you have to remember from this past season the Niners beat the Rams both times. Thirty-one to ten. Yeah, this past season, the Niners beat the Rams both times this year. <clears throat> so they beat them. They beat them in San Fran, thirty-one to ten, and they beat them in overtime for last game of the season, twenty-seven to four. I feel like I should be fired from my own show for just reading. <laughs> oh, what you said? Completely you... wrong. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even catch it. I said the Rams <laughs> won the last six consecutive. No, <laughs> yeah, no, they no, they won. They won the last. They the the Niners swept them Damn this it. season so <laughs> is why you keep me around um i need you so it gets my brain to the two modes of thinking the niners apparently have the rams number whether it be in la well it be in san francisco what have you they, they beat them both times but then you have the rams kind of in here like okay our we really going to let them do this again to us. They already did it just twice. They're going to do this the third time for the, for us to be able to go to the Super Bowl. And folks, I'm going to say, yes, they are going to do it again to the Rams. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl this season. You heard him. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, and I sit and I'm going to take it one step further. I think you should watch Debo Samuel because he's about to go off. At what position? Quarterback? All, all of them, <laughs> all the positions. I think there's going to be a very Debo Samuel and Ke- and George Carey Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carey Kittle. Wrong sport, wrong coast, wrong race, everything. What's wrong there? Um, no, I think it's going to be very much George Kittle and Debo Samuel involved. Um, I don't think they're going to really rely heavily on their traditional running backs. 
Um, same thread that they did this past week. Jimmy G, just protect the ball. You're not going to be here next season. You're playing for a contract. If you win the Super Bowl, good luck to you. Goodbye. That'll max out your deal wherever you land. But I am going to hold firm on my prediction like I did the last two weeks with the Niners, and they're going to win against the Rams for the to go to the Super Bowl. Well, God damn. Here we go again. God damn. You heard it there, folks. That is the <laughs> prediction to take on. I'm going to put a bet down on it now. Now I'm going to believe okay. the 49ers. I'm going to ruin their season. Yay. <laughs> and so we're talking about the 49ers upsetting Aaron Rodgers. We have, we've pretty much yeah. made your buddy, John McCann, the Philly captain. We've made his playoff oh. hopes come true because this is what he predicted ahead of super Wild Card weekend. That's what I want for the playoffs. I want Tom Brady to to uh, fuck himself. I want I want Aaron Rodgers to get COVID and Carson Wentz uh, to fall into a deep depression. That's all. <laughs> Carson Wentz not even in the playoffs. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the it's the that's all at the end of it that gets me every single time. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> And he's gotten everything that he wanted. He's gotten Have you it all. Carson Car- yet? Carson went. I talked to him the other day. He's not doing well. Oh, poor guy. He's going to end up in Washington. Well, he rolled both his ankles at the same time. So poor guy. <laughs> and unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is gone. And Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady fucked himself. But we hate Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. He's gone. <sighs> the Buccaneers are out. They were taken out by the L.A. Rams. I guess you could call it an upset. Even I've been calling for the L.A. Rams to do this for a while. Right. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was an upset. I think the Rams. It's only an upset because Brady was involved at that point. That's the only reason why you have that notion at that point. But I mean, the Rams have been on fire all season. So, how are you feeling? Do you need to get anything emotions off your chest after Uh, that loss? Yes. Yes, yes, I, I do have something I would like to say. Um, so um, I, w- I was working during the game, so I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. I kind of would peek in and out on the SPN app, checking the score, saw we were getting blown out. I was like, okay, here we go again. Um, but phone started buzzing. You know, we eventually got it tied at 27. I did see that. I, I was able to log off my computer enough to see Fournette run that in. So that was nice to see that. I was, I was very happy. But I looked at the clock and I saw they had 45 seconds left in a, t- in a timeout. I was like, something's going to happen. I just feel it. And sure as shit, that first reception by Cup where he wasn't, they were in man coverage and the DB slipped. I'm sitting there. Why are you not double teaming this guy? Right. And sure as hell, right after that, that's when they throw the bomb to get into field goal range. And I'm just sitting there thinking, why are you blitzing in this situation? Go in like three man deep, pass prevent mode. Nothing gets behind you. You just need to hold on to them because they already wasted their timeout. Just hold on to them. And for some reason, it could have been miscommunication. I know that was released. I know Levante David came out saying there was mis- miscommunication as far as the play call and things like that. But at that point in time, same thing that I have my gripe with the Bills right now. You are professional athletes. You should know what that situation entails. And that is do not let Cooper Cup catch that ball. And that's ultimately what did them in. 
And you know what? Jeremiah Fletcher was on the show last week, and I can't help but get just a little bit upset anytime I see Cooper Cup do well because it just makes me think of him in fantasy. And now it's soured <laughs> Cooper Cup and the LA Rams for me. But damn, if he isn't good. I mean, he is a beast with Matt Stafford. And we've talked about Matt Stafford all day texting about him and right. what this could do for his legacy. We're talking about legacy. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Bruce Arians confirmed he's coming back next year. Right. Coming back to keep swinging at his players. There we go. Tom Brady still supposed to be taking it day by day. I right. highly doubt that he's going to retire after this, oh, especially after that kind of a loss. 100%. He, 100%. That, that kind of stuff fuels him. But right. I had the idea. He announces next season is his last, like Kobe Bryant right. did. It yep. was a huge farewell tour, because I think that's the way that championship like iconic players should go out. You just saw this it. past season with Roethlisberger. Right. I wish it had happened for Larry Fitzgerald, and Larry wouldn't let it happen, even though we still have two weeks. I'm he still con- come back. I'm convinced that he's waiting for the championship game. Just sign whoever. <laughs> just sign Figure out where he's going to go. <laughs> but Tom Brady will announce next that next season is his last. And I feel like that could be the ultimate Hail Mary for Brady getting just about anybody that he wants to come to Tampa and play one final season with Tom Brady. Right. One last chance for a Super Bowl. The real last dance, not an Aaron Rodgers kind of shit. No. See, and I am right there with you, too, because he is definitely not the type of player, him on a personal note, and him just uh, with everything he's accomplished – in the NFL at this point, he's not one who's just going to dip behind the back, back, the curtain in the shadows and just disappear off into the sunset. Like he's going to have to have that big send off farewell tour last hurrah to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the same boat with you. I think if, if he is close to retiring, I think him and Giselle are going to have that conversation as far as what they're going to be doing. Um, I could see next year being his last season, um, one concern that I would have is going to be with their calf space. I know they're not, they're kind of more in the middle of the road. Um, at this point. Right. But then I really have to figure out exactly who, what players are going to be coming up for contracts this off season for Tampa Bay at this point. Like, well, yeah, I haven't really, you had a lot of them take one year deals to try and do, you know, a back to back. Right. Championship. Right. Yeah, because um, a lot of them, and I'm just going to run down the list, not with everybody, but just letting you know who's going to, who's up for unrestricted free agency right now. I'm looking at it too. It's crazy. You got Chris Godwin, Godwin, Chris Godwin, JPP, Ryan Jensen, who's been a very stable center for them. Mm -hmm. Nadabakan Sue, which I mean, he's 34. He's a D tackle. He was still making plays in that game. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still got some wiggle to him. Um, But then you look at everybody else, Gronk, Mm -hmm. William Goldson, OJ Howard, Rojo, Richard Sherman, which I don't care about. Um, Kevin Minter, who's a a really good complimentary piece in the inside linebacker spot. Mm -hmm. Um, Alex Kappa, another big pivotal piece to their line at this point. Yep. Um, Like there's a lot of pieces that right now are, yeah, Leonard Fournette up there. So, yeah, there's a lot of pieces right now that they would have to resign. So then you really have to start thinking, okay, who can we let go and try to get somebody comparable to them 
if not a hair better than them. I don't think they should risk with their linemen with how stable they have been within the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. They should definitely make that priority. Um, I feel also if this is going to be Brady's last year, I could see him coaxing Gronk into this being his last year. So they both have that farewell tour at the same time because he's oh, just yeah. that personality. He has to have that for him specifically. And you already know no other team's going to roll the dice on an old tight end. No, it's gonna if he's going to play, it's going to be with it's going to be with Tampa Bay. Um, I think he said that himself in the offseason, too. He's going to retire when Brady he like he and Tom are going. Together. Well, he's the only reason he came back was right. Tom asked him to come back um, at that point. But, yeah, I mean, you look at a lot of these other players this year set up to coming out to free agency. Like you said, Devontae Adams, Nate Solder, um, Allen Robinson with the Bears, Brandon Sheriff with you guys. I don't think that's been mm -hmm. announced yet if he's actually going to be re-signing with you guys. But there's still a lot of pieces that are going to – I think this free agency is going to be a huge shakeup because there's a lot of big names out there right now. Jason Kelsey with Philly. Mm -hmm. He's been a big proponent with them for the last couple of years. Um, like – I could see them trying to replace. I don't know if Arizona will bring back Zach Ertz at this point, but I think if you lose OJ Howard, I wouldn't be mad with Zach Ertz no. being in a two tight end lineup with Gronk. You're, they're pretty much comparable players. Oh, they'd be excellent together. And when it comes to somebody like Chris Godwin, I can see him, especially coming off of an injury, it's going to be right. a little. He'll still get a big contract if he wants, but I could see him doing like a one year deal. To stay right, in Tampa get back Bay into and of things. yeah, get back into get back into form, really prove himself. Do this one more chance with Brady. Like you right. said, Gronk is going to stay. If Sue doesn't retire, I could see him just doing another cheap one year deal to stay there. Goes back to Detroit. Oh, that would be one. Ooh, him with with uh, Dan Campbell eating people's kneecaps. He would literally eat their kneecaps. <laughs> he would legitimately eat their kneecaps. I mean, if you look at a lot of the other tight ends that are kind of up right now, I mean, you have Sue, Linval Joseph, who's mm -hmm. right there in age. I think he's only younger than him by maybe like a year or two. Um, but Sheldon Richardson, DJ Jones, Quentin Jefferson, like there's going to be decent D tackles to take over. Gerald McCoy, bring him back to Tampa Bay. Like there's still choices. And there's going to be enough for them to pick from. I just think they just need to focus on who are the priorities at this point. It'd be Gronk for a year, Chris Godwin for a year. They're tight. They're they're every lineman you can keep, and I think a lot of those other complementary pieces you just kind of swap in the free agency market and in, in the draft. And just, I mean, you also have to take into account just veterans who are going to want to come there and play one year with Brady, whether oh, it's absolutely. his last year or not. Just like Richard Sherman did, just like Antonio Brown did. Antonio Brown could come back. I could see oh, somebody God, no. like Please, God. No, I could see Juju if he hits free agency, wanting to do one year there. Right, players like him. You had that with Gio Bernard. Any a lot of skill players, you're going to be able to get there and do just like one tour of duty. With well, Tom I think Brady Sony, I think Sony Michelle is up for a contract this year too, and especially with yeah. the rise of Cam Akers at this point, mm -hmm. they can afford losing Sony. I mean, they yeah. and him and Tom had a really great connection in, in New England. Used exactly. to say he they let go of Rojo and just bring him in. T.Y. Hilton is up, to, is up for sale this year. I just saw him. I was looking at that list. Yeah. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton would be perfect there. Oh, that would be actually dangerous. So you don't have the exact pressure of being the number one receiver, number two receiver, whatever he was there. Yeah. Just be complimentary. Just be the, the old crafty veteran to go in there in the slot every once in a while. Just do what you got to do. I don't know why he popped up on this list, but Ben Simmons is around. 
<laughs> is he just looking for work at this point? He, he might. I mean, he might as well. He's not doing anything in the NBA. Just go to Tampa. Oh, God. Yeah, no, there, as I'm looking deeper at this list, there are tons and tons of, of skill players just ripe and ready for the taking. Yes. Tampa will still be dangerous next year. That is, but no, I, that is no, no doubt. Right. No, I think, I think the fact if Brady does come out publicly and say this is going to be his last year, I think you're 100% correct. I think that's going to make Tampa Bay be the hot spot because even if they don't win a Super Bowl, a lot of these players grew up watching Tom right. play, and a lot of these players really wanted to play with him and have him be his quarterback. Even if they were to say that I play with the greatest quarterback of all time for just a season, that's going to mean the same, if not more, for a lot of these players for the Super Bowl. And the more I think about it, the more I don't want him to announce it because the media circus around that for a year. Oh, it's going to blow up. Oh, God. You know who else I just realized? Off the top of my head, that's going to be up for um, up for their contract in Green Bay, too, this year. Who? MVS. Marquez. Mar- Valdez Scantling. Marquez yeah. Valdez Scantling. I think he's up yep. for contract this year. He's yeah. a solid receiver. Alan Lazard also. They're about to lose a lot of skill players. They have to, though. They, they don't have any money. The only team worse Big than them Robert is New Tunyon. Orleans, and they have yeah. their own situation going on right now. And somehow <laughs> they're in some weird Bernie Made. Like, they have some weird Bernie Madoff-style GM who – they're always $50 million un- over the cap and still somehow keep their whole team and add. I have player. no idea what they're doing. A lot of money under the table. Working, <laughs> Targeting with, co- working with bad priests. It's a whole thing in New Orleans. I have no idea. No, no, but no, like I said, hundred percent accurate, you know, with the, uh, I'm in agreement with you if he comes out, but like you said, it, once that breaks, that's all you'll see. From yes. here until the season starts. No, Anything no, else that happens stop. in between, it's going to be white noise. I don't want it to happen, but <laughs> Tampa will be it's strong. It's got to happen at some point. They'll be strong next year. Another team that's going to be strong next year is the team that was, I feel bad, because they were the big surprise. They were the big winner, the big story for all of an hour on Saturday. And that's right. Joe... Joe fucking Burrow Oof. and the Cincinnati Bengals taking down the one seed Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry, who had the nerve, the nerve to look like a human with screws in his foot coming off of injury <laughs> for the first time in weeks. Had the nerve to only put up 50 something yards. How dare him? Tannehill, you know, did Tannehill things. Three Just, picks. Just insanity. He does that insane thing where he's he's so good at times, and you have a loaded team with with uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, and all those tight ends, right? All their skilled running backs. They get down to the goal line. It's right Nothing. there, right there. Just Ryan, put it away. You should easily beat them. I don't know why I let the Titans drive me crazy in that game. I don't know why I let Tannehill do that to me. I have no emotional investment into Ryan Tannehill, but he drives me freaking nuts. Right. And he's got to drive the Titans nuts because they owe him $38 million next year. So he's got to be there. He's their quarterback no matter what. Can you move him? I don't (laughs) even think you can move him. I don't think anybody would want to trade for him. No. Not taking on 38 mil. Uh Uh-uh. But looking to the other side, the team that got just completely overshadowed by three different games, the Bengals. 
Joe Burrow. Dude doesn't give a shit. Hit him nine times. Only quarterback nine. to be sacked nine times and still win the playoff game. Ugh. He does not care. You hit him, he gets right back. He's he's like Rex Grossman, but talented. Mm. He's fucking him <laughs> going deep. I got to ask you, are the Bengals going to win it all? Are we looking at the Cinderella team of the NFL that we've been waiting for for years? Honestly, I think this could end up being a Bengals Niners Super Bowl Oof. at this point. <laughs> with 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 even though with Tannehill with all his shortcomings at this point, um, they were still able to you know limit Derrick Henry. Even though it was his first game back in weeks and things like that, he's still a a, a man beyond among boys. That he he's going to run through you. Um, it, it doesn't really matter, but I think with him overcoming nine sacks and I was talking to with one somebody I was working with because he didn't watch the game I told him it was nine times and it was kind of like that that scene in Ferris Bueller when his mom calls in and the Ed Rooney the the principal is like yeah he's he's missed school nine times she's like nine times nine times nice. if I so we already tried to talk about this. I hope nobody on the defense for the Bills talked to Josh Allen. I hope nobody on the offensive line for Cincinnati talked to Joe Burrow after that game because oh, no. he's pissed. If they were able to do that versus them in that defense with with Tennessee, um, we already know that. I, I, me personally, I'm putting Tennessee's defense over Kansas City's defense simply because traditionally Kansas City's defense hasn't been well, and they even still had 39 or whatever the last score was 36 points put up on him last week. Um, I think with the Bengals offense being so scary and so young and just still being very electric, even with their shortcomings at offensive line, I don't, I'm not scared of the Kansas city's chiefs uh, pressure up front to do that again to him. Um, I think he's going to come out guns a blazing. This is the second win in for the Cincinnati Bengals history since 1991. So he's riding that high on the city um, going into Kansas city, going to be playing them. Um, I would not be shocked at a second quote unquote upset game this weekend. I would Bengals Niners, the, the matchup that the NFL doesn't want you to have. I was going to say that's the least, that's the least desired lineup from Roger Goodell. Why are you going to do that to him while he's still in his post coital high? Cause I want Paul Tagley to be back. That's why. Shout out to Paul Tagliabue. He's still alive. Can we get an update? <laughs> Hold on. We got him. Paul Tagliabue is still alive. Hooray. Um, no. So um, so even though, like, so pa Patrick Mahomes, he is the quintessential playoff quarterback. He's going to do what he has to do to win. He's going to find the ball. He's going to get it to where it needs to go. You saw it over the weekend. All he needed was 14 seconds to make some magic. Um but I, I think Cincinnati is one of those teams that you still have to be very much afraid of because they do have so much firepower and you have a young quarterback like Joe Burrow still really trying to make sure he's making a name for himself, especially after his injury last season going into this. Now, if anything, all this has shown the NFL is that the Bengals are here and they're here to stay. And with the amount of money they have to throw around for the off season and with how young their team is right now, God help the, the AFC North and whatever, yes players they land because just imagine yeah you're right they have so much money and what's their biggest need o-line what's going to be huge in free agency o-lineman you get like mm -hmm. you said brandon sheriff all these dudes are going to be hitting 
And Cincinnati, if they're smart, will make that run for them because they will dominate with everything that they've amassed. Steelers let go of Juju. He put them into Cincinnati, helping round out their wide receiver room. Ooh. Oh, we got to get Jeremiah on to talk about his soon to be <laughs> greatest rival, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> but we're talking about Joe Burrow. Joe fucking Burrow, as he should be referred to from now on. The man. The man. He's been doing this. He's been cool as shit since college, or at least his senior year, or LSU, whatever his yeah. final year was at LSU when they won the national championship against Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, just dominated them. And that is one of the best games I have ever seen. That is one of my favorite games. But it got me to thinking, along with that Bills-Chiefs divisional game, everybody's talking about this This has to be the best divisional round weekend ever in NFL history. It's quite possible. I don't remember all of them. I haven't been around that long. (laughs) But is this a top five all-time game for me? And you know what? I decided to make a top five list about it. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the 323's Top 5. Ah, shit. Here we go again. That was so loud this time. It was. I don't know what happened. It was an actual explosion. You know why? Because this is a bomb-ass list. Let's go. Here we go again. It's the Top 5 Football Games Ever, presented by HelloFresh. Not really. We need to force sponsorship. So HelloFresh is officially sponsoring this segment, the top five. Actually, they didn't respond to us last time. The HelloFresh top five? They never responded. HelloFresh can have first. Maybe they can have first taste. Maybe you know what? I'm going to email them. Email them. Hit them up. Because right now, this is actually the top five presented by Pimenta. Pimenta. The best Jamaican food you're going to find in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Holy shit, they were good the other night. Yeah, I saw you posted it on social media, and I immediately wanted to call you and tell you I hated you. We're all going again soon. It was just like an, it was an impromptu thing after we went to see uh-huh. some di- we went to see dinosaurs, and uh-huh. we were like, oh, we need to eat something. I was like, oh, we haven't been to Pimenta. Let's run to Pimenta. We're all going to go to Pimenta soon. I promise. We're all mm. going to go there. We're going to get Ray's Rum Punch, which mm. punch me right in the mouth. I was about to say, did it, did it still stay true to the word? <laughs> the, the, what you had for? Shout out to a homegirl working behind the counter. I need <laughs> to get her name. She is the best. She's awesome. I'm pretty sure she runs their social media. Right. She was the one doing the drinks this time. Oh, no. And other dude that was back there was saying, he said, she does them strong, man. It's scary. <laughs> he said, you need to watch out. She's trying to kill you. I was like, ah. We'll be fine. I'll be fine. Everything. Came over. Nope. Nope. Getting sleepy at the table and everything. <laughs> then you got rum cake and everything. Uh, oh, food. Mm. Oh, God. Rasta pasta. Oh. So, this is the top five presented by Pimenta. They didn't ask for it. They just fed us and it tasted good. So, damn it, they get the sponsorship. The top five football games of all time. I'm going to start honorable mention the 2020 net 2020 national championship lsu and clemson doesn't make the list number five though 
Oh, I love Dallas Cowboy tears. Mm. Number five, Denver Broncos at Dallas Cowboys, 2013. Yes. But the heat flow. Oh, that game was a shootout. It was a fun, awesome game in general. Denver beat Dallas 51-48. to It was Peyton Manning against Tony Romo. Romo, he was firing on all cylinders. He was doing his thing. He was looking great like he usually would, but he also did the other thing that he always would do. He served (laughs) up one of those signature Tony Romo turnovers right at the absolute wrong time of the game. No timeouts left. Last two minutes. Ends the game for them. And that was the same game that Jerry Jones came out there and said, you know, you know what? I think that was a good, that was a good moral victory out there for them oh boys. My God. Good moral victory. He invented that whole moral victory shit with that loss to Denver, fifty-one to forty-eight, because Ugh. it's a moral victory when you give up fifty-one points. Oh, they were crying. My dad was pissed. It was wonderful. I loved it. I think Washington was awful that day, but it didn't even matter. Speaking of Washington, number four. Washington over the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football finale in 2012. Ooh. The RG, I remember that game. Yeah, the RG3 rookie year. Ooh, it was so... Ooh, but he had just gotten hurt weeks ahead by Helodinata's big ass. Just landing right on... The, it's just like a straight slap of a body into his leg. <laughs> And that's where the whole ACL trouble started. So RG3 was hobbled. We needed the win. It was a literal battle. Sunday night, no more games. It was a final game of the regular season in the NFL. Winner of this game takes the (laughs) NFC East, goes to the playoffs. Loser goes home. Sit on the couch with all those other losers like the Eagles. Yeah. And the Giants who keep getting forgotten because they're that shitty. Yeah. Washington hobbled RG3. It's cold outside. But you know who steps up? That man, Alfred Morris. Running back nobody knew with the just most plain name that you could throw out there for a player. Comes out there, (laughs) runs for 200 yards, three touchdowns. It was such a beautiful win. It It was the best win I can ever remember as a Washington fan. And I don't have many to remember. But that one, it was... It was excellence in broadcasting, too, because you had Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth just completely lay out to let the crowd sing Hail to the Redskins, because we were that at the time. So it's okay to say it right now, before we whatever our new name is in a couple weeks. It's our, it's our word. The Admirals. Singing Hail yeah. to the Admirals. Just, oh, Cowboys fans in tears. Again, my dad furious. It was wonderful. It was then just the most heartbreaking thing the next week when RG3's knee completely just rips to shreds. All of our hopes die with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. But for one night, it was fantastic. That is number four. Wow. Number three, Bill's Chiefs from the other night. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. 42-36, overtime, <clears throat> weird overtime, but just a baller game between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Nothing left to say on that one. Number two, it's why I called it the top five football games ever, not top five NFL games. Top five football games, because number two, the Iron Bowl, 2013, a.k.a. Um, the kick six game. 
Oh, no. Auburn versus Alabama. Number four Auburn versus number one Alabama. Awesome rivalry game already. Just a shootout throughout. Excitement. And how does Auburn win? Just a ridiculous, what was it, a missed field goal? Yeah. I think Alabama went for some deep-ass field goal. Right. Auburn takes it all the way back. Crowd loses their mind. It's one of those flood the field games. Oh, that was played on ESPN for days afterwards. The, the just the days. sheer carnage going on there. I love those flood the field games. And you love seeing Alabama lose. That too. That part helped. <laughs> but not as much as I enjoyed number one. Number one, which might be the upcoming Super Bowl, according to my Madden predictions. Kansas City Chiefs against the LA Rams Monday night battle royale. This was in 2018, a couple years ago. It was a whole weird game because the lead up to it, the game was supposed to be played in Mexico City. Right. Something happened in Mexico to where the field flooded and like caved in or something. And then there was. Oh, that's right. There was like smog in the air, too. It was like a whole weird thing. And the NFL said, no, we're, we're never coming back here. And so they played the game in L.A. And it just went bonkers. It was Patrick Mahomes against Jared Goff. And I don't know how Jared Goff was just playing lights out. One of those Sean McVay lit him up kind of games. LA hangs on in there with Kansas City. This game goes all the way to the wire. And this is during the time when Monday Night Football really sucked ass. Right. You might have like one good game for some reason. And that was it. LA Rams win the game 54 to 51. Exciting offense. They end up going to the Super Bowl and putting up the most boring Super Bowl ever against the New England Patriots in a loss. <laughs> that, Scott Elia, is my top five football games of all time presented by Pimenta. I like it. I like it too. I, I like it's it. a good it's a good top five. It's a good list. I think it's a good list. You have any any disagreements? Anything to add? Anything uh... that you would throw in? No, because you, when we talked about this earlier, I thought you meant like top like professional football games. Mm-hmm. And then when we talked a little bit before the show actually started, you're like, oh, no, football. I was like, are you throwing a college game in there? You're like, oh, absolutely. So that threw my brain off all over the place. Um, I'm definitely in agreement with you as far as throwing in the recent Chiefs-Bills game over the weekend as far as being in the top five, because it's in there for me uh, as far as being top five most exciting games that I've watched. Um, a couple other ones that I'll kind of just rattle off just really quick. Um, one of those being the the comeback victory of the Patriots over the Falcons in Super Bowl. Was that 51? I believe that was 51. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, um, was, you have... Yeah, that's up yeah, there. Yeah, there's 25 unanswered points in the final 17 minutes of regulation. Um, Matt Ryan fumbling it away at a crucial time. The fingertip catch with Edelman, which still I see to this day, and I have no idea how the hell he did that catch. Um, then you have Danny Amendola's two-point conversion to get in overtime, and then they just rush it in for a touchdown with James White, and then the rest is history. That's and it. that just keeps propelling uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady into the ether. Um, a co- another one in honor of the... Jeremiah Fletcher, um, the Steelers Cardinal Super Bowl, um, coming back from that in the last, I believe he had 
he goes back up to the, his 12-yard line. And I think that was when the pass to San Antonio Holmes eventually caught the ball in the end in the back of the end zone. But what I remember more from that game is James Harrison's 100-yard interception return for a touchdown just before halftime. That's the most memorable thing I have from that game. Um, another one I throw in there would probably be the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl and the last second interception. I don't think that's ever going to leave. No. Yeah. Seahawks at this point, mm -hmm. how the hell you don't give it to Marshawn Lynch to run in the goal line and you just pass the ball. Um, but one that still lives near and dear to my heart. Cause this is really when I started really getting to big into college football was about a couple years before Florida state's national championship back in 2000 and the 13th season so that it was in 20 the, the game was in 2014 um but so Jameis winston kelvin benjamin pj williams on the on the defensive side um at auburn i remember auburn took the they took the lead 31 27 with about like a minute minute and a half remaining in the game florida state marches down and i can still see in my brain to this day kelvin benjamin catching that touchdown with 13 seconds left on the clock and then it was just over and that was a really cool thing to see all excellent. And shout out to you for getting a Kelvin Benjamin mention in there. Hey, someone's got to mention him. <laughs> if I could submit just two more for consideration, I also have that one Pro Bowl where Sean Taylor killed a punter. Yes. 100% gear. Yes. Agreed. And then throw that to number one. Many people may not know it. The Turkey Bowl 2019, where I came out hobbled, hobbled by slipping on <laughs> wet grass right before the game started. I came out there, went in at quarterback, threw three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. I don't know how many yards because we weren't counting yards, but I threw three touchdowns. Right. Four picks, the three touchdowns. That's a top five game all time. At least the you know what? Goals. You're, you're, the reason why you threw Sean Taylor in there with for the absolute dismantling of the kicker at that point. Yes. Um, it made me start to think about Antonio Brown drop kicking uh, Sp uh, Spencer Lanning with the Browns in week one that year. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got fined like eight or 10 grand because he did that. But that is definitely one of my favorite Antonio Brown moments of all time was seeing that happen. Okay. We have a running list just for the audience to know. We have a running list of top fives that we still need to get to. There's a we you came up with a great one for the future of top five love songs. It has to do something with football. You'll find out very soon. We also have Emily's top five Canadians coming up at some point. Still waiting on that one. That one's been a long way coming. That's going to be juicy. We probably speaking of juicy, we probably need to update top five butts. Oh, and God. now, since you said that, I want top five disrespectful moments to a kicker. I guess we'll do that also. In Ooh, the, that'll in be the, fun uh, one. Super Bowl preview show, especially after this week where kickers just dominated and right. added so much more respect to their names. We're going to fuck them over. Screw that. Uh, one, I'll give you, a, it, it's still going to be on that list whenever we talk about that. Um, but one of my favorite kicker moments of all time is not even so much somebody doing something to the kicker, but the kicker doing something to himself was uh, 
back in the day, I can't remember what year it was. Um, I think it was in like 2001. It was really early when I started really getting into football. But Bill Gramatica, the kicker for the Cardinals, in celebrating his his made field goal, tears his ACL in the process of celebrating the field goal. <laughs> that's like my favorite kicker moment of all time. Okay, that's another top five list. Top five funniest injuries. <laughs> 100% going to throw in that Redskins quarterback that gave himself a concussion. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, closing out the show just with a little a news to watch. We don't really know too much, but news to watch going through the week as all the coaching carousel continues in the NFL. Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints. Even the Saints confirmed today with rumors swirling that his future is uncertain. The Saints confirmed his future is indeed uncertain. Let's Maybe. be honest. With their cap issues, do you think he really wants to be back to write that ship? Not really. That cap. I'm just surprised. Jameis, I'm, Taysom. Right. I'm just, I'm just surprised he even hung on this season. I could have sworn when Breeze was out, he was going to be out. I think this was an eye-opening thing for him. Like, oh, crap. I got to actually work now? Right. Let me take a year There's off nothing? and just wait for Mike McCarthy to get fired in Dallas. I'll go there. Go back to Dallas? Yeah, just go back to that. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen anyway. That's my bold I prediction have, a year no, out. I have a prediction for what's going to happen in Dallas. I think one of the one of the best things that Dallas could do, especially with Kellen Moore, essentially he could be out soon at OC to go to another spot. Bring Tony Romo out from the booth and get him signed as your OC. Have him coach for a little bit and eventually just propel him to your head coach for Dallas Cowboys. I truly think he would be a great head coach. I oh, really I do. do. You just watch him in the commentary. He hasn't lost a beat. He was annoying the hell out of my mom yesterday. Or well, Sunday, whenever. I was too, but he was annoying her by calling out every play before it happened. Even right. the penalties. He knew the penalties were coming. He's right. incredible. He's an incredible mind. Just He just has a, you know, he has great he turnovers. He's about to say he's opened up a baker a bake a bakery shop. He's a point. damn yeah pastry chef. Pastry chef. <laughs> Romo's turnovers found in local Walmart. <laughs> Another, he could you know we're talking about Sean Payton. He could even be replaced by Kevin James. Did you see that movie coming out? Oh God, Kevin no. James is playing Sean Payton in a movie about the year that he was suspended and coached like a little pee wee football team. You know what? For so for somebody who refuses to go to the movie theaters. And I won't delve into the whys behind that. I'll go pay a ticket to go watch that in movie theaters. Exactly. You know which one I would watch even more? I want to see Sean Payton played by Kevin Herter. Ooh. Who the fuck is Kevin Herter? I saw you Kevin Herter. That one. I saw Kevin Herter play the other day for the Hawks. He's still as pasty white as ever. Love it. And finally, I'm right there with them. A shout out to the goat, Dick Vitale. Saw tonight. In college basketball, he is going to miss the rest of the season commentating. And you can say oh, what no. you want about him, everything. He is a little over the top, you know. You know, he's a legend of broadcasting. He's a legend of college he's, basketball. He's a Lee Corso of college basketball. That's all it is. Exactly. He's the lovable old man. Let him have his games. But <laughs> fortunately, he has to get throat surgery, so he will miss the rest of the college basketball season. Shout Damn. out to Dick Vitale. You're a legend. Hopefully. We will see you again. Finally, Scott, I felt bad because you came on last week and, you know, we had to talk Ben Roethlisberger. We had Ugh. to talk Ben Roethlisberger for 40 minutes. Very Steelers heavy show for that for last week. We completely 
just flew over the Philly captain, John McCann's appearance the week before and how he ended his appearance by just like drone striking you for no reason. He said, right. He said these exact words. All insurance people do or break people's heart and and deny their services. That's all they do. He'll roll with you on it too. Yeah, and they'll go, they'll go, oh, you got to give us $250 a month to protect your car. And then you, your car gets gets hit by a drunk driver, but you can't, you know, and oh, no, we, we don't cover that. Oh, I, I pay you 200 What's his name? Scott? Mm-hmm. Scott? Scott, I gave you $250 fucking dollars. Fix my car. And no, no, Scott can't do it. Fuck Scott. That's what I said. That's all. <laughs> So uh, he got he got the last minute to throw in, you know, what's become basically what's going to become a T-shirt. Fuck Scott. Yeah, I like that. So we give you the last chance, the last word to say anything back. If you want to take the high road, you can. If you want to take shots at Philly, you can. Whatever you want. This is Scott's word on John McCann. Well, first off, if he doesn't want having auto insurance for being $250 a month, Get out of that trash city of Philadelphia. What else do you expect being in that garbage hole dump? Also, if you're going to get hit by a drunk driver, if that's the, the example you're going to give, it ain't on your insurance. It's on the other person's insurance. Get it in mad with them. We got nothing to do with that. Of course, there's different nuances that I, of course, I don't speak for insurance companies that I work with. I can't do that. But it's, I got nothing to say. It's just the, 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 the Delco accent, accent that he has in Philly and just the trash attitude and all Damn. this kind of stuff. There's nothing else to say. Damn! Got beef. I like it. I want more beef. I want all the beef. I want a confrontation. I want this to build up to an actual war between the two of you sometime on this show. And I want him to be wearing Ooh. a fuck Scott. Yeah, I like that shirt. Maybe we should get a hold of uh, the, the Paul brothers and have like an undercard match in one of their next pay-per-views. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got nothing but love for him. Of course, you, 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 you can't fight. You, you can't convince. You can't lead the blind to, you know, the resolution. He's from Philly. He as the Philly mindset, you, you can't fix that. Nobody's perfect. Throwing batteries at J.D. Drew, that's kind of tough. But, yeah, we do that. <laughs> and not even J.D. Drew. They threw batteries at Santa Claus. Exactly. That's Who a no- throws batteries at Santa Claus? That's a nominee for an upcoming 323 award. More on that later. But, in the meantime... This has been the Divisional Hangover. I guess that'll be the name for it. There's nothing as, it's not as sexy as Super Wild Card Hangover, you know? But. I don't know what we call it, but it's it's that. But, we'll be back. We'll be t- back to talk more of the AFC NFC Championship. So wait, 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 you gave us your NFC champion. Who's the AFC champion? Who's the Super Bowl matchup? Ooh. So, yes, I gave the NFC champion of being the Niners. I think they're going to shock the world. 
for a third week in a row. They took down the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Mm -hmm. They took down Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep taking down Matt Stafford and Sean McVay in L.A. for a third time this year. Um, And I think I'm putting all my money on cool guy Joe and him showing up and shocking the world against Kansas City and giving NFL the, the Super Bowl they don't want. You heard it there. Now you can sleep peacefully, everybody. We have our Super Bowl matchup, and we're going to see if Scott was correct next week on the 3-2-3 with Reed Murphy. I have been Reed Murphy. That has been Scott Elia. Thank you, Scott, for being here. As always. Thank you, Pimenta, for unknowingly sponsoring the top five. And we'll talk to you all very soon. Plenty of fun updates to give you on Katsukan, on our Super Bowl preview show, on the 323 Awards, more installments leading up to the Oscars with Travis Byram. All these things. Visual media is coming with potentially Griffin the Grick Wolbert on the YouTube page. If you go to the YouTube page, the 323 Network on YouTube, you can find me on Twitter at 323REID, not R-E-E-D. Those are bitches. Get away from those reads. The evil ones. <laughs> Find me, 323REID, Twitter, Patreon, YouTube, all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the 323. We will talk to you soon. I've never heard this part. I don't think we've ever gotten this far. That's a smooth sex. Mm. I'm going to take you out with the sex. Stay safe, everybody. 